If you could remain standing while we read uh, some scripture out of Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out to see, from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirius was a governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee to the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, an, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known, saying that it had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. You may be seated. That's a very familiar passage if you've been to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day before. That Luke 2, verses 1 to 20 that talks about the birth of the baby Jesus. I want to use something a little bit different tonight. I want to use a text that looks a little bit further forward, but still is very, very much in line with what Christmas is all about. Because really, the reason that we're gathered is we're here for a birthday celebration. The birthday is the birth of the baby Jesus. But as we look forward, there's other passages that come into play for us, and I want to talk about some of those tonight. Gospel of John, the third chapter, starting in the 16th verse. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. 
You ever wonder what God was thinking by sending His Son from heaven to live on earth? I mean, do you ever wonder what, what, was the, what was the thought process that God had that He would ask Jesus to leave His home in heaven and be born as a human baby here on earth? I mean, this is God. God who simply spoke, and in six days, everything that exists was created out of His words. Six days, every sun, every star, every planet, every galaxy, everything you will ever see came into existence because God spoke. And here God decides to break through the heavens through time and space and pay a personal visit to earth in the form of one of us. It's got to be the single most unexpected, unimaginable personal appearance in all of history. And if we're going to be honest, personal appearances are a big deal to us, aren't they? I mean, if you've, ever, if you've ever been somewhere that there was a celebrity or a, or a professional athlete, if you've ever been anywhere where you're anywhere near them, you've told people the story of the day that you were there when they were there, haven't you? And if you've ever had the opportunity to actually meet a celebrity or to meet a professional athlete, you've told everyone that you know about the day that you met them. There are people that make a lot of money just to show up and be in the room. So this whole idea of Christmas, of God coming to earth in the form of the baby Jesus, that's a big deal. God coming to earth, His only Son, born as the baby Jesus, comes to a little town in the middle of the desert called Bethlehem. Born in what was probably a cave. Because there wasn't anywhere else for them to go and to stay because everybody else that needed to register was in that town as well. And so here, 2,000 years ago, in this little town outside Jerusalem, the Son of God is born to a single mom who was young and was a long way from home. That's an appearance that has to be talked about. This is Jesus in diapers, for crying out loud. Think about it. We're not celebrating the birth of a 30-year-old man. We're celebrating the birth of a baby, the Son of God. That's a big deal. That's a story that has to be told. It is real news and it needs to be shared. It's the most significant birth in all of history. The arrival of God's only Son as the baby Jesus. That first Christmas was the gift that changed the world. Because Jesus is the gift that we didn't even know we needed. You see, what happened was God sent His only Son from where He was in heaven at the right hand of the Father to come to earth to be born as a human infant, to grow up, to learn His earthly Father's trade as a carpenter or a craftsman, and finally to launch a movement that was so radical so history-changing that its roots are as unexpected and countercultural as the child whose birth we celebrate today. So I want to challenge you a little bit this Christmas Eve. I want to challenge you about what you think you know about Jesus. I want to challenge you about maybe the things that you take for granted or the, the history that's maybe more tradition than it is scriptural. I want to challenge you on what you really believe about this day. I want you to challenge I want to challenge you about what you believe is true. See what I hope is that I can help you see that the conception and the birth and the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus 
is always completely unexpected, so much so that we have to believe what the Bible says. There's just no, any way, no other way to explain it. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. It is the very foundation of the Word of God because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the foundation. The reason that we know it must be true is that nobody ever in history ever woke up one day and said, I wish God would come to earth as a person so I could get to know Him better. I wish God would come and live like like I have to so that He'd understand. I wish God would come here and live the way I live so He could relate. No one ever said, I really wish God cared enough to step down into the dirtiness of my life and see how hard it really is. I wish God would have to come and deal with the people I do, the haters and the liars and the people who are so mean and the people who are so cruel. Nobody ever said that. But that's exactly what God did. God left heaven and came to earth as baby Jesus and everything changed. All of history. Our Savior had been born. The Messiah that Israel had been waiting hundreds of years for had arrived. For everyone who would simply believe that this child is who the Bible says that He is, who He said He was, Their lives here on earth are going to be changed and their eternities are going to be changed forever. But why? Why would God do that? Why would God go to that extraordinary measure? Well, it tells us in John chapter 3, because God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. The reason that God came to earth in the person of the baby Jesus is because He loves you. He didn't have to. He chose to. He wants you to spend this life living for Him and all of eternity living living with Him in heaven along with His Son Jesus, the One whose birth we celebrate tonight. See, God came to earth in the person of Jesus so that we could understand God in a personal way. He came to earth so that we would know that He understands. Because when you look at the life of Jesus... God's lived more in the life and the crucifixion of Jesus than you and I are ever going to live in our lives. When you take whatever you and I are going through, have gone through, or will go through, it just simply pales in comparison to what Jesus went through. That means that when you come to God in prayer and you're crushed, you don't have the words to say, you're at your end, you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel, and you feel like hope is God. God hope is gone because God understands. Jesus has been there, literally. See, who would have ever guessed that heaven would come crashing through space and time and land in the middle of the earth in the form of a helpless newborn baby that needed the love and care and attention of his earthly parents? Who would have ever guessed that Jesus would give up glory, the absolute blissful perfection of heaven to enter our world, give up the protection of his rightful place in the throne room of His Father only to be lied about and beaten and flogged and nailed to a cross and left until He was dead. See, the birth that we celebrate tonight is really more than anybody would ever dare write a book about. It's more than anybody would ever think about making a movie about because no one would ever believe it. And yet it's the most well-documented, historically truthful news story ever to be told. Here's something I've learned as I get older about those fleeting celebrity encounters that we have. (laughs) I realized a long time ago that for 
the few famous people that I've met, the few celebrities that I've met in my life, there's one thing that's the same about all of them. Not one of them today tells the story of the day they met me. But you know what? I still talk about the day that I met them. Why is that? Because you know what? I'm not important. I'm not noteworthy. And yet this baby Jesus, God's only Son, left His home in glory to come to earth to meet you where you live. He left heaven to come and meet you and I right where we are. He left everything He, behind, everything he had behind to invite us to spend eternity with Him. He cares so much about you that He went even further and He gave His life so that you wouldn't have to die in your sin. That's right. The King of Kings gave His life so that you could join Him in His heavenly home for all eternity. So how many kings give up their throne and leave their castles for their people, much less willingly die for them? Go ahead and look at history. There would be one. So what we're celebrating tonight really is that what God has given us, what God has given you, is the most precious gift you're ever going to be offered, and that's Jesus. So the real question tonight is not whether it happened, because it did. 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, the Son of God was born. We call Him Jesus. So the real question is, have you accepted that gift that God has given you? Or are you simply content to live your life saying, I know about Him. I've heard the story. I've, I've been to church once in a while. I know about Jesus. See, the fact is this. Leaving a present that someone thoughtfully and with care and love gave to you under a tree, unopened, unappreciated, unaccepted, doesn't do you or the one that gave it to you any good at all. doesn't matter how cool it is. doesn't matter how great it might be or how much it might change your life. It's no good until you open it and accept it as your own. So what about you? You're here tonight. God has given you the gift of the baby Jesus. Have you accepted it? Or is it enough for you to say, yeah, I know that. That's good for now. See, the greatest gift ever given is the gift you didn't know you needed. The gift of our Savior who saves you from your sins. See, we aren't born knowing that we need a Savior. It doesn't happen when we're young. What happens when we're young is that we know we do things wrong. And as we get older, those things that we've done wrong, that we don't find a way to put right, it goes from just being, being knowledge and recognition to being feelings of guilt. And we understand those things as guilt and we feel guilty and they begin to take a toll on us. And then we find out that what we're really feeling is the weight of our sin. Jesus was born as our Savior because your sin and my sin needs a Savior if we're ever going to be able to live beyond the constant reminder and the guilt of what we've done wrong. The Bible tells us, in fact, that our sin needs a Savior or our sin will literally kill us. So God gave us His Son, Jesus, to come to earth, to be born as one of us and to live as one of us. And 33 short years after He was born, He was killed for sins He never committed, your sins and my sins. Sins He took upon Himself out of His love for us. So I want to end this time almost where we began. I want you to understand that the celebration of Jesus' birthday today isn't the only thing that we have to celebrate. 
So I want to go back to those verses that I read you when we first got started. But this time I want to do something a little different. I'm going to ask you to be a part of it. Now, I know I'm asking a lot because I grew up here. And I know you don't ever ask anybody to speak in public, right? But I'm not going to ask you to speak in public alone. We're going to do it together. So I'm going to ask you to be brave. And if you've never done anything like this, I'm going to ask you to do it with me now. Now, you need to understand that this comes from Steve's unauthorized, unrecognized, slightly personalized, but still theologically accurate version of the Bible, okay? You can't buy it on the shelves. It isn't for sale. In fact, tonight is the only time that we're going to be able to do this. So if you put this two pair of verses up on the screen for us, I want you to read what this birth is really all about, okay? Along with me, please. For God so loved me that He gave for me, so that if I will believe in Him, I will not perish, and He will give me life everlasting. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn me, but in order that I might be saved through Him. That hits home for you a little bit. I'm glad it should. Because the birth of Jesus isn't the only part of His life that we remember. As much as we celebrate His birth today, we look forward and we remember that He also died and was raised from the grave for us. The gift that we're here to celebrate tonight is the gift from God of Jesus. And that gift is for you. Will you please accept Him? My greatest prayer is that you will believe in the King who left His throne to be born for you, to live for you, to die for you, and to be raised from the grave for you, to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. After all, how how many people really still love us despite what we've done wrong? How many kings loved you so much that they left their thrones in order to die for you. One, that baby whose birth we celebrate tonight. Won't you simply believe in Him? Let's pray. God, thank You. Thank You for what You did through Jesus that we cannot do for ourselves. Tonight we celebrate the birth of a child who was most extraordinary. A child who came to earth to be our Savior to pay the price for our sins, to give us hope when we feel none, to be the person in the personal relationship that You want to have with us. And so, God, we give You thanks. We celebrate Jesus and His birth. And we thank You, God, for what it is that He came to earth to do for us. It's in His name that we pray. Amen.